Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Welcome to this episode of Talking Tourism, the go-to place for the latest news and insights for Tasmania's tourism industry, proudly brought to you by the Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. With the conversations each week applicable whether you operate somewhere in this beautiful state of Tasmania or anywhere across the country. Hello, my name's Rachel Williams and I'm very happy to be here with you today. We're going to be talking about polishing your digital assets over winter with marketing consultant from King Thing to Talora Denman Francis. Hello, Talora. Hi, Rachel. How are you today? Yeah, really good. Really excited to be a part of the podcast today. Well, we're looking forward to gaining some insights for you because social media and websites and all of those digital tricks are, are really important to especially small businesses in across Tasmania, isn't it? Extremely. I think that it's something that we don't put enough time and effort into and we really should because it's the things that we can do to ensure we get visitors to our state. Um, that they come and use our services. By the sounds of it, some of the things might sound a bit overwhelming, but at the end of the day, they're really quite simple if you know what you're doing. So let's, I suppose, start from the start. All of us in business, well, I would hope, would have a website. Um, What should people be doing with their websites at the moment to make sure that things are ready for when more tourists return? Yes, that's a great thing. So websites to me is probably the most important thing that you can have in terms of a digital asset, particularly in the tourism industry. Um, It's the main place where people go when they're doing a search. So we know 96% of us um, go to Google to do a search because we don't know the product name or service. So we want to make sure that we have a website that turns up in those results. So if you do have a website, um, what I would recommend doing is making sure that all the images and content is relevant. So if there's anything that's really old or outdated on there, remove it. If your pricing's not correct, make sure that that's up to date. Sometimes we find that we may have a new offering or particularly over the winter months, we might have offered a completely different thing that we may not even offer over the summer period. And so we want to make sure that that's on there so that people can find that information as well. We also want to make sure our links are working. So a lot of the time we may have links on our site, but we find that um, over a period of time, they may stop working if we've made some changes to our site previously. So we just want to check that all of those things function the way that they're meant to. And I guess one important thing to also consider is having a look at how old your site is. Does it need a refresh? Does it really showcase what you're trying to offer to people? Is it engaging enough to get people to book with you? So thinking about is it time to get a whole new website or just update what you've got currently? And Talora, I'm assuming that, you know, some people do their website and they spend their money initially and then they think it's fantastic. How often should people actually be, you know, going back, checking it and and refreshing it? That's a great question. So um, I always like to refer to a website as something that's continuously changing. So I'm a big believer in making sure that your website is continually worked on each month. So whether that be you pick a page each month to make sure that it's um, fresh and up to date. Every couple of years, I would um, suggest getting a whole new website because what you'll find is that trends will change, design elements might change and what may have been trendy back then may no longer work now. And particularly if you have a website that may be over five years old, 
It may not even be mobile responsive. And in a, a world where we are so mobile dominant now, we need to make sure that we have a website that is compatible for the mobile device. Okay. Um, assuming a lot of people wouldn't have even thought of that. They'd just assume it would flow through. Yeah, exactly. So it's something you need to, um, I guess, make sure you jump on your phone and just test to see how your website works on a mobile because sometimes even if it is mobile responsive, it may not have the functionality um, working the way it should on a mobile from a user-friendly experience. So we just want to make sure all those little things uh, work in a nice seamless way so the end user has a really easy um, time and they know exactly what they need to do in terms of being able to book your tour or your accommodation. And so, Laura, a few really simple things can actually make a big difference when you when it comes to updating websites, can't they? Yes, so that's it. Just by making sure that you update your content and your images all the time, it just makes the user feel like it's new and fresh. So if they're coming to the site regularly, they can see that you're making an effort to make sure that it's um, something different for them to be able to see and see a different side of your business, which is also a really important thing that the Google spiders like to see when they trawl your sites because they can see that your website's remaining active, which is really important from that optimization perspective. And um. As a consumer, I know that when you are traveling, you do, you know, pop in some Google words and, and hope for the best. And that sometimes dictates what your travel experience ends up being. How important is that optimization with your, your search results and, and maybe perhaps spending some money with some paid ads on Google? Yeah, no, so that's extremely important. So when I mentioned that stat before about 96% of us turning to Google, um, 89% of us don't know your business name. So when you are doing that search, you want to make sure that your business is coming up the top of those search results. And you can't do that if your website is not optimized for Google through search engine optimization. And so the way that we do that is we do some keyword research um, using different tools that exist. And some of the tools are called SEM Rush. The one that I use is called Web CEO. The most, um, I guess, frustrating thing when it comes to doing keyword research is that a lot of the programs do cost. So if you are looking to do that keyword research, you may have to pay to use some of those programs. But it's really important to do that because we need to identify what people are searching for when they're looking for your product or service. And then we need to make sure that your site is optimised to those keywords in your meta descriptions, page titles, your old image text and your content. And I know that sounds like a whole lot of technical <laughs> jargon and it probably is, but it is something that is extremely important. And once you've done that to your website, you then may want to use things like Google Ads to help um, elevate those keywords even further so that it pushes your results to the top of the Google page. So anything that we can do to make Google happy, we do. Um, and so by spending money with Google and Google Ads, we're able to um, get those keywords um, to rank higher for us and our website so that we're turning up in that first page of the Google search. And the age-old saying you've got to spend money to make money, how much should people be looking at budgeting to pay for on an annual basis for something like that, do you think? Yeah, so with Google, they have a minimum of $5 per a day that you um, need to spend on those Google ads to make them work effectively. They're a big believer and if you spend more money, obviously you're going to get more of a return on investment. But if you can at least stick to the $5 per a day or even up it to $10, it's going to make a massive difference to the amount of traffic that you get to your website. 
And that's why you want to make sure you have your website ready so that once they get to your website that they then go through the steps that you want them to take to be able to book with you. Yeah. Now, speaking of the websites, um, we all tend to, to look around us uh, in business of, of what our competitors are doing, making sure that we're all sort of keeping up. How important is it to review what um, people in the tourism industry, their competitors are doing? Yeah. So I think it's something that we should be doing every year um, is just having a look around at what they're doing. So don't focus too much on what the prices are of the products that they offer, but have a look at what they're saying, the uses of their words. Do they have different product offerings or do they differentiate their product in a different way to what you do? Um, Are there chances for you to collaborate together so that you can um, pull together the same people who are interested in your product um, and make that a really exciting experience or potentially even creating itineraries together where they can come and experience what you both have to offer? So I think it is important to make sure that we review our competitors and just see what is happening out there in the marketplace um, because sometimes we're not aware unless we go and do those searches ourselves. Yeah, so not just necessarily competition but collaborating as well by the sounds of things. Yeah, definitely. And for the tourism industry in particular, they've got some specific things they really need to do, don't they, each year to, to make sure they're in line with, with what the Australian and, and Tasmanian tourism industry expects and there's a, an update that people need to be doing with their, um, is it the data warehouse? Have I got that correct? Yes, you do. So every year you need to go onto your Australian Tourism Data Warehouse listing and just make sure that it is up to date or um, if you don't have one, make sure that you do create a listing because it does create a lot of backlinks for your website to be featured on sites such as Discover Tasmania um, through to Tourism Australia. So we want to make sure that you have all of the relevant information that your business um, is showcasing on there and we also need to make sure that we update it every 12 months otherwise your listing becomes um, deactivated so by doing that we're able to keep present on there which is a really important thing from a tourism perspective. And is that something easy enough for every single tourism operator to do themselves? Definitely. So as long as you know your login details, you can jump on there and you can adjust that information super quickly and easily. I know that some people have trouble with the images, but they have gotten better with saying what aspect ratios that you do need. And I do believe you do need to have some landscape photography and not just portraits. So as long as you've got all of those things prepared before you log on, it's a super easy process. They've also got videos on how you can update that so that you don't get stuck. I can hear people scrambling for their for their notepad with all their passwords and <laughs> details there because uh, reset passwords are a regular thing for me. So uh, I'm hoping that people will be a bit <laughs> organised with that. Now, tell me also about online reputation management and, and the reviews with that. Yeah, so it's really important that we do have a look at our reviews regularly um, and just see what other people are saying. So we want to make sure that we take on board the feedback that we are given, whether it be positive or negative, and making sure that we respond back to that feedback either way. Um, It just shows as a business that we're really passionate about what we do and that we really value what we're hearing you say and we want to improve as a business. And I know that if you are a PICT accredited and star rated business, that you can also sign up for the Review Pro, which gives you access to all of your reviews from TripAdvisor, Google My Business, and it's all in the one place. So it's definitely worth signing up to that if you haven't already become a part of that. But even if you are a part of that, just making sure you go on there and read those reviews and take that information on board. Fair enough. And you can actually help businesses support with all of these different tips that you've given us so far today around the Digital Ready program for which King Thing is assisting people with that, aren't you? 
Yes, so we are coaches for the Digital Ready Program, which is a fantastic initiative by the Department of State Growth. So this year we're really fortunate. They've boosted the funding up to four hours per business per ABN. So you can come along and chat to one of us coaches, including myself, um, and we can talk through any of the things that we've spoken about today or any other marketing things that you think may be helpful for to elevate your business into the future, particularly if you have pivoted in a whole new direction because of COVID. Yeah. And Tlori, you've been around uh, in this marketing space for nearly three years now. What's been changing over that time? Obviously, COVID is a significant one, but how is the digital world changing so rapidly? I think every day it changes, um, particularly if you're on Facebook. You jump on one day and then you jump on the next and it's completely different. So it's something that we have to keep updated with all the time. So things just change so fast because you can just do it at the touch of a button. So it is important that we keep updated with what is happening in that space and how we can make sure that our business um, is doing the right things so that we can be seen as leaders in the digital area because we know that the algorithms really appreciate that and you're business will benefit from that in the long run. So Facebook obviously got a little bit of criticism um, over the course of the last few months with the way it handled um, news media outlets. Um, what are some of your tips for businesses to to make the most out of Facebook? Because it is such a well-used tool and has been now for well over a decade. Yeah, so they definitely threw a spanner in the works there and goes to show that it's important to make sure that you don't have your marketing all in one basket. You want to make sure that you spread across different ways to communicate with your customers. But Facebook is such a powerful tool for you to communicate with. It's um, a direct way to share your business values, special offers that you have taking place. So it's important even if you are, um, I guess, closed over the winter months or you don't have that high visitor um, numbers that you're still posting on the platform. So the algorithm picks up if we're not posting. And so we want to make sure that we are continuously posting on there so that when it does come time and we do have important messages, I guess, to share out there that they're going to be seen by our audience members. So even if that's cutting back to one post per a week to make it more manageable for yourself, that's completely fine. I'm a big believer in quality over quantity. You want to make sure that you're doing really great social posts that are engaging, um, that people want to see. And maybe that's why it might be important to look at potentially even doing a content planner so that you can work out what you want to post on the Facebook page so that you're putting things out there that you really want to showcase to people, particularly over those quieter months. And stories on social media have become really popular, especially on Instagram. Should people be focusing on that more than a generic post that stays there forever or is it a, is it a fine balancing act? I think a good combination of both is really important. So I do believe that more people are spending time on the story. So it is important to be using that feature, but we also want to be using, I guess, the normal feed as well. So if you can aim for once a week, say on your normal feed, where it's that post that stays there all the time, and then using your stories to post on every couple of days, people are going to engage more with that because they see those stories as real, genuine, raw content, which is something that more people have been asking for, particularly after COVID. They really enjoy that type of content. So I think that it's important to post on both, but definitely probably increase your stories a little bit more than your normal newsfeed posting. Yeah. And what do you find when you are sort of helping people with this digital ready program? What are what are people mainly asking for help around? Um, so definitely a lot around putting together that content planner for social media. So having a bit of a brainstorm on what they should post about, understanding what are some of the things that they could do to their website to make it a easier user-friendly experience and optimising that website for Google so that they can be found in those search results. Any other tips and tricks that you'd like to share with us today, Talora? 
I guess the most important thing is just to make sure that you go and review all of the digital assets that you do have and work out what ones are working for your business and what ones aren't. So if you do find that you've got too many or you're not really using something, maybe it's not worthwhile having it and maybe just tidying things up a little bit um, can make it a little bit more worthwhile so that you're really focusing your energy where you want to be putting it into the marketplace and doing it really well. And I, I love that uh, comment you made earlier about quality rather than quantity, and it's something that so many businesses do focus on in Tasmania. That must be really important for that organic, natural approach as well. Definitely. So I think if you're more um, genuine, more real, people are going to relate with that. So we want to. We're really good at it in Tasmania, and it's something that I hope that we continue to do well into the future because I think that that's what people engage with. That's what makes us special and unique, and makes people want to come and visit us. So you would think over winter that people might have a downturn, given the borders are closed internationally. But things are, are booming across Tasmania from a tourism perspective at the moment. If people do have a few minutes spare and want to get involved with the digital ready program what what do they need to do to Laura so if you head to the website digitalready.tas.gov.au um, you can see that there's a digital coaching page um, I think it's on the top right hand side there's a button there that you can press so you can choose which coach um, you'd like to have and you can book a session directly with their calendar or you can call the hotline so on 1800 955 660 and that's open Monday to Friday 9 till 5 and you'll chat with someone on the other end of the line who will work out which coach will be best for you and your session. And I'm assuming if we Google it, it should be at the top of the page based on all the things that you would have done to make sure that's the case. Yes, that's correct. So it's optimised <laughs> for Google under the Digital Ready program. And do you find there's the four hours free that most businesses are happy once I've done that, they can manage things themselves and or some need some more assistance ongoing? Um, I think it's a good way to, I guess, come in and just have a chat. And we normally break them into two-hour sessions or one-hour sessions, depending on how much we can take as a, um, how much you can take as a business. Because I do understand it's quite overwhelming when you're going through some of this information. So it's a good opportunity to come in for two hours, go through what you need to, and then you can go away, work on those things, and come back, and we review it in those two hours. And we do find that that's enough time to be able to really elevate um, your business into another level at this particular time. Um, and you're eligible every calendar year. So I guess the benefit is that you can do it this year. And then as of January the 1st, you can come back and you can do your hours again next year with the new questions that you do have. So you've got that constant support. It sounds good. I'm going to be looking at every tourism industry's website over the course of the next few months to see if they've listened to your advice. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. That was Talora Denman-Francis, the marketing consultant from King Thing, giving you some wonderful advice, not too difficult on what to do to polish your digital assets over winter. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Talking Tourism, please don't forget to look at our back catalogue of plenty of other interesting conversations across the gamut of the tourism industry. I'm Rachel Williams. Thanks for your company. See you next time. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism.